We'd like to welcome especially today, Chris Wooten is here. Walter and Lorraine's grandson. We're proud of you, Chris. We thank God Chris is a saved man, loves the Lord, serves the Lord. And I'm sure you can't wait to see Walt and Lorraine again in glory as, as we do too. Shall we just open in a word of prayer? <clears throat> our blessed Heavenly Father, we pray that you will speak to each and every one of our hearts today. We pray that you will show us lessons that we can learn from your word to apply to our hearts and lives. And we pray that you will strengthen us and guide us by the Spirit. Please hide me behind the cross, Lord. And we just pray for a real blessing today. In Jesus' name, amen. One time there were two farmers who were going through a period of terrible drought. Reminds us of what we're going through today. And they were at a place of discouragement. One farmer went ahead and plowed his fields, trusting God to send the rain. The other farmer thought, what's the use? Why plant? <clears throat> but the planting time came and, the f and still no rain. The first farmer planted his seed and the second farmer mocked and made fun of him. The first farmer said, God will send the rain. A month went by, still no rain. But the first farmer kept his faith and trusted God for deliverance. Then one morning the sky grew dark and rain began to fall, bringing fresh life to the first farmer's crop. He did the right thing and trusted God who answered his prayers. The other farmer lost everything because of unbelief. Amazing, isn't it? You know, there are many parallels in the Bible between farming and the Christian life. And we're going to look at that today. You know, farming was the very first profession in the whole world. Because God placed Adam in the Garden of Eden and gave him that responsibility. It says in Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, Then the Lord God took the man, which was Adam, and put him in the Garden of Eden to tend it. May God bless the reading of his word to our hearts today. The title of our message is Lessons from Farmers. Gloria reminded me that she grew up on a farm. And she milked the cows twice a day. They had to milk the cows. And right now, out in the world, all over the world, and here in the United States, there are dedicated, committed farmers to putting food on their tables. And not only on their tables, but on the tables of the whole world. We've seen because of the war in Ukraine, what happens when the crops can't get harvested because of the war, it's affected not only the, the crops and people getting them in their country, but throughout the world, and it's affected the whole world economy is affected by it. Farmers have such an important job to do. And in the Bible, we have such farmers as Adam, as I mentioned. Cain was a farmer. Noah tried his, his fortunes in, in farming. And Amos, he was a farmer preacher. He was a farmer who turned into a prophet. So today we're going to look at three things from the Word of God 
that relate from farming to the Christian life. Number one is farmers work hard. Secondly, farmers depend on God fully. And third, farmers have patience and perseverance. You know, I think farmers, above all people, they work under the radar. People don't really appreciate it. You go down to the store and you buy some broccoli or you buy some cauliflower or tomatoes or corn or you buy some peaches or apples or nectarines or whatever it is. You bring it home and you eat it. But you don't think who grew it. It was the farmers that worked so hard in their fields and they produced the crops so that we can enjoy it and eat nutritious food. We in California probably have more fruits and vegetables than any other state. And we get all the fresh ones. And they're always fresh in the store. And we are blessed. Some states don't have that. They have to import them in. They have to bring them in. And they don't have nearly the selection that we have. Yes, farmers work very hard. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 6, it says the hard-working farmer must be first to partake of the crops. And that is certainly true. They have to be first. And when they harvest their crops, they bring it in for their families first. And they eat the eggs and they eat milk and they eat fruits and they eat vegetables and nuts and all these kind of tremendous things that we have, and as we found in our state here, takes a lot of water to grow all these crops. And when you're in a drought, it makes it very expensive uh, for it. And that's why you see the prices going up in the grocery stores. But farmers, they don't have time to be lazy. They don't have time to be slothful. There's no room for it. They work from sunup in the morning till sundown at night. And they work very hard. Gloria, you can attest to that, right? When you were living on the farm, it's hard work. It's not easy. But it has its results that are so great. Proverbs verse 20 and verse 4 says, The lazy man will not plow in winter. He will beg during the harvest and have nothing. Like that second farmer who didn't believe that there would be the rain coming says, why would I even want to plant my crops in the middle of a drought? But when we trust God, and he did, the first farmer, he found that God brought the harvest. And before a farmer can reap his crops, he must sow them. And he must patiently wait for the crops. It says in 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 6, But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, And he who sows bountifully shall reap bountifully. Yes, this is talking about Christian giving, but it also has to do with how the farmers work and how we should, as Christians, be sowers of bounty and blessing. You know, when you share the gospel with someone, they may not get ready to get saved right at that moment, but you sow the seed and then it brings that seed to fruition. The Lord brings it and that person will get saved. Maybe years later, down the road, you shared the gospel. 
Rick talked about a friend he worked with with Lucky. And he, you haven't seen him for years. Wouldn't that be exciting if one day you get to heaven and you see that man and he reminded you of how you shared with him. And it's never in vain in the Lord to share the word with others. Yes, it's hard work. Yes, it takes effort in farming and it takes effort in the Christian life too. We have to give our all to the Lord. We have to work hard and give our very best effort. Colossians 3.17 says, And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God through him. You know, Adel and I used to go to the farmer's market every single Saturday, and we bought fruits and we bought vegetables. And we would go there and we'd have a big haul sometimes and we'd get them and they were so good. But then they, the pandemic came and we haven't been for like over two years now. Hopefully we'll be able to get back to it because they have wonderful farmer's markets in Danville and San Ramon and all over the whole area. And you get fresh fruits and vegetables. It is so good. And when it comes to working for the Lord, we need to do it with all our hearts. Someone said, and when God comes to reckon with his workmen, the plowman and the sower shall have his penny as well as the harvest man and the reaper. So the first point today is that farmers work hard. We can learn from the example of the farmers and how we should work for the Lord diligently and faithfully every day. We should serve him because, as Jesus said, are there not 12 hours in a day and we have to work while we have the time to do it? Secondly, not only do farmers work hard, but they depend on God fully. Because if God doesn't send the rain and they don't have the conditions for the soil, they can't expect to get the result. And in the story of the two farmers, the first farmer planted his crops by faith because in the middle of a drought, that's what he did. And he trusted God for the rain and God answered his prayers. And that is really encouraging. And it does. It takes a lot of rain to grow the the fruits and vegetables. And the Christian life is a life that God wants us to live, a fruitful life. And it says in, in the word that it takes faith. Sometimes situations look bleak. They look impossible. They look like we might not even want to try. But when the Lord is in it, he will answer as he does. We read in Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 12, the Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. Yes, may God bless us with the wonderful truth of his of his word. Someone once said one of the most delightful things about a garden is the anticipation that it gives. When you first plant it, you know, you have the anticipation and it's going to grow. And Randy and Natalie in their home in Danville, in their house, along the side of the house, they have a beautiful garden and it's getting bigger and bigger and they're growing fruits and they're growing vegetables. And Natalie teaches them in the homeschooling about it and then she shows them how it works. 
And this is one of the ways they see it. And the kids see the fruits of their labor. They see when you plant it and you harvest it, you take care of it, it brings forth the fruit and it is a wonderful thing. And in the Christian life, it's that same way. It takes patience and we have to depend on God fully and he will make us fruitful and he will help us through it all. We sang this morning this beautiful hymn, There Shall Be Showers of Blessing. And I love the chorus. It says, showers of blessing, showers of blessing we need. Mercy drops round us are falling, but for the showers we plead. Yes, we have to depend upon the Lord for everything, not just the big things, but the little things in life as well, because everything we have is from him and we should thank him for everything. And we need to trust him. And some things are out of our control, and that's true in farming. A lot of things are out of their control. They can't control how cold it gets. Sometimes the fruits down in Florida, the the oranges, they freeze and then they lose the whole crop. Or sometimes up in the wine country, the, the, the wine grapes can be spoiled by the wildfires and other things. There's a lot of factors out of their control. And just like in our lives, there's a lot of things out of our control. We can't control them. But God can, and we need to trust him for it. And he will bring it to pass. So we need to realize that we need to work hard and we need to trust God. And he will provide when we're dependent on him. And third point, and finally, farmers are patient and persevering. I love what it says in James chapter 5 and verses 7 to 8. It says, Therefore be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and the latter rain. You also be patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Just as the farmer has to wait for the crops, we have to wait for Jesus to come. And he has promised to come and he will come. And we just need to put our trust and faith in him and be patient and he will see us through it. A man named Henry Elaine said, Life on a farm is a school of patience. You can't hurry the crops or make an ox in two days. It takes a lot of hard work and effort. You can't speed up the process either. You can't take shortcuts. You've got to work hard in the fields, and you see it in our state especially. And uh, it's, a, it's a blessing. It takes a lot of time and patience. But that's true in the Christian life too. If God's going to produce fruit in your life, or fruit in my life, growth in my life, it's going to take time. We can't expect to know everything overnight or to be these super Christians. We have to grow and mature and let God have his way in our life. And when Jesus talked about the four soils, the fourth soil, which is the one that produced the result, was produced because of the good ground it was sown on, and it produced some 30 some 60 and some a hundredfold. And I thought, I want to be a hundredfold Christian. I don't want to settle for 30. I don't want to settle for 60. I want to be a hundredfold, committed, dedicated to the Lord, just like these hardworking farmers. Well, there was a story of a certain farmer 
that lived all his life on a farm. And it was a good farm. But with the passing years, the farmer grew tired of it. And he longed for a change, something better. Every day he found some reason to criticize, some feature of it. Finally, he decided to sell. So he called his realtor, right? Called the realtor to sell it and list it, put it on the market and advertise it. And as one might expect, the realtor listed all the advantages of the property. And he said, modern equipment, healthy livestock, ideal location, acres of fertile ground, etc. Before placing the ad, the realtor called the farmer and read a copy to him to get his input and approval. When he had finished, the farmer cried out, hold everything. I'm not going to sell after all. Why, I've been looking, like, looking for a place like that all my life. <laughs> he realized what he had was so good. So many times in our lives, aren't we like that? We get complacent because we've had it so good, we think, oh, I want something better. I want something newer. I want something that appeals more to my flesh. But the Lord says, you've already got the best. You've got the best church. You've got the best home. You've got the best wife or husband. You've got the best kids. You've got the best job. You've got everything the best that I've provided for you. Why do you want to go and search for something else outside where the grass seems to be greener when God has given you the best right here? And where God plants us, we want to be. We, like farmers, need patience and perseverance in our walk with the Lord, to be satisfied and thankful for what he's given to us and to bear fruit where he's placed us and used us. Ecclesiastes 11.4 says, He who observes the wind will not sow, and he who regards the clouds will not reap. You know, conditions are not always going to be favorable, but you have to go and work anyway. And that's how we become fruitful. And there are so many lessons we can learn from the Christian life from farmers. We really can. Lessons from farmers. They work from sunrise to sunset. They work hard. They give it their all to put food on the table and for the whole world. And we need to be like the farmers. We need to depend on the Lord just like they depend on the sunshine and they depend on the rain and, they dispense, and the conditions to grow their crop, we need to depend on the Lord for everything. And farmers are patient and persevering. They don't give up. They sow their seeds, and they wait for the harvest, and everything happens in God's time. I'd like to end by a, what I found was called the farmer's prayer. It's short, but it's very beautiful. It says this, Lord, bless the land you've given me, And may I always know, as I tend to each crop and creature, you're the one who helps them grow. Grant me the strength and wisdom. Please protect me from all harm. And thank you for your precious gift, the blessing of a farm. So may God help us. I was thinking we can learn so many lessons from the farmers 
And in the next two messages after, I want to take up the other uh, people that are mentioned in the, in the Bible also that Paul mentions. So we're going to look at athletes and we're going to look at uh, also soldiers. So we see the farmer. He has certain lessons you can learn from him. You see the athlete and what you can learn from the athlete. And then you see the soldier and what you can learn. And they're all lessons from for the Christian life from things that we can understand. Simple, ordinary things. That's what Paul did. He took these things as analogies and he applied them to the Christian life. And they're such a blessing. Shall we just close in a word of prayer? Our blessed Father, we thank you for all the farmers of our country and around the world who are growing the crops. They teach us so much about hard work and dependence on you. And they teach us, Lord, to have patience and perseverance. And Lord, we just pray we'll be fruit-bearing Christians, Lord, that we will serve you with all our hearts and strength and effort, and you will bless us. And then when we get to heaven, we will enter there with the joy of the Lord, and you will say to us, well done, good and faithful servant. We just thank you and praise you in your precious name. Amen. Amen.